coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. He went literally above and beyond and made our experience, you know, an emotional one. And everyone just sort of jumped into this bed. How to cut a roast chicken in even portions using a pair of scissors. But 10 minutes later, my phone rang and it was them. In tears. Everyone just breaking out into song. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Delietto and this is the podcast for event and travel professionals that are looking for inspiration and entertainment. Now obviously events and travel have taken a massive hit in the last few months, but this week has been very positive. We've seen the likes of Secret Cinema, the immersive movie theatre company, uh, adapting and creating a drive-in cinema. We've seen countries like Australia lift their limitations on on attendee numbers. And we've even seen businesses hiring again. Nicola Root, who is our guest this week, joined Green and Pleasant as an account director very recently. And that's just one example of the green shoots of recovery that are starting to show. So yes, it's been a tough year. 2020 has been difficult, but in some ways necessary. There's been lots of lessons learned, and I'm hopeful that by the end of the year, there'll be some degree of normality. Businesses will start to boom again, and oh, I cannot wait to get on a plane. But for now, this podcast is here to remind you of all of the great things about events and travel. So sit back, relax, and enjoy RSVP. I have with me Nicola Root, who I've known in the industry for, do you know what? I actually was trying to think about this. I don't remember how we met. It must have been at a networking drinks. I think, yeah, I think we had a habit of seeing each other, a lot of different networking drinks, because you're, you're very well networked. I think there's a lot of people in the industry that know you, and if they don't know you, they should get to know you. Um, you are also a former A-lister. Uh, for the CNIT um, and we've we've also shared experiences that I don't even think I've shared with some of my closest friends. I would agree um, I think we've had those moments where you have those moments in life with people where an experience happens and then from then on you just think we have to be friends now we're going to be friends forever. 100%. I think it's time for you to get something off your chest you've been in the industry long enough where Things have definitely bothered you. There's, there's things that everyone has gripes with. What is it for you? But my rant is um, we get invited as agencies and corporates to so many showcases. You know, day, day in, day out, we could be at different showcases every evening of the week. And the thing that really sort of grinds on me is when you've chosen to go to a particular showcase one evening, you're spending 
your own personal time to go and learn and network and you're told there's going to be unlimited drinks and you'll be fed and, and all the rest of it and you get to a showcase and there's just an abundance too many people there and then they run out of food or drink and you start as you know it's then crowded and you're not getting the experience that I think that venue or hotel should be giving us and it just really grinds on me because when you spend the time thinking you know well, you know, I'm quite hungry now, or it might be a few canapes that come round, but then there's no bowl foods to follow. And then you start seeing like this merge of people going to where, you know, towards where the catering, entering and exit from. And it just really bugs me. And let's say I've spent three hours at an event, and then you, then you have to go home and cook or grab something on the way home. Um, and it just differs from the experience. And I think as venues or you know dmcs that are using a venue to showcase and build their relationships they need to be thinking about the experience element um behind behind this not just let's get as many people in the room as possible it's if i haven't been fed or you know or things start running out it really does bug me do you know what i completely agree and i'm um pescatarian which isn't the most difficult of dietary requirements. It just means I don't eat meat. I have fish, I have, you know, vegetarian options. Um, you know, sometimes I'll dabble in the vegan options even. But I've been to enough showcases myself where the food is not only limited in in terms of general quantities, but specifically in the dietary requirement to the point where, you know, especially if you're going straight from work, you've spent the whole day in the office, you go there, you're like, right, okay, I'm at this event and then you end up literally starving. And and what I find is there's there's often still plenty of alcohol. And so you end up getting a lot drunker than you planned because you just haven't eaten. But then I guess maybe that was their intention. Get them a bit drunk. Let them have a bit of fun. They'll have the best experience ever and they'll remember this venue because it was a party like they couldn't forget. So the uh, the next stage of this is an opportunity for you to tell stories of your experiences. Now, they don't have to be work-related, um, but obviously that's where most of us do the majority of our travelling. But I'd like to know from you kind of your best or most memorable, doesn't necessarily have to be a positive experience, but your most memorable experience of a destination, um, a hotel, and also a food experience. I went to visit Cape Town a couple of years ago with my dad and my sister. Um, my dad was actually born there. And I sort of had event planner hat on. I did the whole itinerary, the schedule, you know, from going to visit Robin Island to driving five hours to Nisner to spend an evening with the elephants, which was incredible. I love elephants. Um, and coming back. But the one thing that I sort of remember from that trip that made it really special and memorable was um, one day we went on a wine tour. So we had a private wine tour. It's a lovely lady. She's, I really can't remember her name, but she's incredible. Bubbly, great energy. She took us on the wine tour for the day. So from the get-go, she'd, we'd already connected with her sort of on a personal level, you know, looking forward to the day with her. And she took us to, I think, five or six different vineyards and was never never rushing us to go through she went sort of above and beyond when we were there spent an extra sort of hour to two hours with us um and it was on the drive home actually well back to the apartment we we're staying in and she says you know what, what else is on your itinerary and I said oh tomorrow we're going to go and try and find the house that dad was born in um and she just said well do you know no do you know what I'll drive you there now let's go and see it now the sun's going to set I'll, I'll take you now and so anyway, so we we turn up to this house. It was just incredible, like a beautiful 
Um, it's a really colourful street and a sense of like community and beautiful views of Table Mountain. And so we pulled up and we sort of got out just to take pictures to show the family at home. And this wine tour guide just went up and knocked on the front door and just said to the family, look, this, this guy was born here. Do you mind if we, we come in and have a look around? And the family were just like, yeah, they, would, they remembered my granddad and they, they led us in. And it was just, so, you know, my dad got so emotional. And it was just a really, really, really special moment. And, you know, one that, you know, will just last forever. And it was just more, the thing that I take away from that, I was just so grateful to have that lady who went literally above and beyond and made our experience, you know, an emotional one. That is a beautiful, beautiful memory to like, be able to create just having someone bold enough to just knock on the door and, and for that family to be welcoming enough to just let you in it's just that is fantastic we we're half cut then as well so it's like hey <laughs> um and i have to give a shout out to um a list incentive to um bergen it was an incredible time and i think looking back that was probably my favorite fan trip i didn't know what to expect from bergen but but going there it was it was an incredible trip and there was just so many eye-opening experiences my God, I was blown away by just not only how beautiful the country was, but all the different activities and offerings. And I think that fam trip, we just showcased it so well from like eating fresh oysters from the sea to zip line. I don't even like heights, but the zip lining to the the seafood restaurant, to the speedboats, to God, we just did everything. And it was just amazing. And I'm so grateful for that, Chip, and just feel really lucky that I was an A-lister in 2018 because I think you had the best group then. So tell me about a, a memorable hotel experience you've had. So a big thank you as well to the lovely Lisa from Iconic Luxury Hotels, who's um, my sort of aunt in the industry. Everybody, you need Aunt Lisa in your life. She's just fabulous and she's given me actually a night at Clifton um in a most gorgeous suite and the reason I the service was just obviously impeccable um we had a spa day and then Lisa arranged for us to have um, a champagne river cruise which was a surprise on a right you know it's amazing we had incredible tour the history and the, the passion that everybody has working at that hotel as well you just feel really um good sense of you know, positive energy and an incredible experience. We did an event at Cliveden where we flew a bunch of US event planners over and the history and everything was even more... I mean, Americans love the royal family and uh, this wasn't long after um, Meghan's uh, wedding and she'd stayed there. So, like, one of the rooms was highlighted as Meghan Markle's room and everyone, like dogpiled into this room like bear in mind these people didn't know each other and I thought it was going to be quite reserved like oh I'm I'm staying in this room if anyone would like to just visit then let me know so they're like oh hey guys come back like get involved and everyone just sort of jumped into this bed it's so funny you're saying that because we actually stayed I think it must have been like maybe two months before the wedding so now I tell people oh I stayed in the suite the Megan's den that's where I stayed she she stayed there because of you that's why you know she heard you'd stayed there and she was like well if it's good enough for Nicola it's good enough for me And then finally, uh, I guess the experience I'd like to hear about is your like your best food experience. And this doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, extra fancy or, or particularly posh. But 
Just one where you've really remembered it and your taste buds are still tingling at the thought of it now. On another iconic luxury hotel, a sort of farm, farm trip away, I was actually lucky enough to take part in a cooking class with James Martin. Wasn't able to make the eclairs. I'm terrible at doing anything like that that requires being really patient. Um, but what he did teach me was how to cut a roast chicken in even portions using a pair of scissors. That skill, I tell everybody about it. And I take sort of, you know, pride if, you know, someone else comes like, I will do the chicken. This is how you cut it and use it. And it's just like a simple skill. But I've used that for like three years now. So, yeah, I like going on. I love the sort of trips where you... You, you learn a skill, you can take something from it. I mean, you get to learn skills like cutting chicken with scissors and, you know. Try it out. You can cut it into six ways evenly. Next, I want you to visualise your dream event. You know, this is a situation where there are no limitations. You know, magic and the supernatural can get involved so that you can achieve this dream of yours, right? So... What would your dream event look like? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, something that I would just absolutely love to plan and run, um, would be an event based around musicals. I don't know, just taking over like an island or a town or a city and you just love for a whole day. I mean, I know we have a lot of musicals. Everyone just breaking out into song and it's all... I know you've got like your immersive dining and you the cinema experience of things but I would just love for a company you know every attendee gets involved and has a part to play whether that be playing an instrument or a dance or singing or something and it just goes on for the whole day I would I would just love I love the whole world one day everyone just breaks out into song and I know a few of you out there rolling your eyes like oh here she goes you know here she goes again but it's just you know if you're at an event like a wedding or something and when everyone gets up on that dance floor, even like the one person that's petrified at first or after a few drinks just let go, it's just an incredible sense of being together and enjoying the moment. Yeah, and I just love to create that. And for every, yeah, and I just think it would be an incredible experience. I mean, orchestrated by Beyonce. Honestly, that is great. Like a, just one giant flash mob, really, isn't it? Just, just throughout the day. And where did you say it would take place? I don't know. I think I started off... Um, on an island, <laughs> then probably taking over city and then the whole world. Just for one day. Everyone has to be happy and dance for one day and sing. There's the world sandwich day and there's world, I don't know, cereal day. Why can't there be a world musical day where Nicola gets her dream event once a year? I mean, change it up every year. You know, and then the next one it's Disney themed. You're ticking all the boxes here for me. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this more than you are, I think. I'm getting excited by just the thought of it. Finally, to conclude, uh, we have a confession. We, we've got quite a few confessions and I had to be kind of choosy with this one, actually. But I thought it was quite interesting and uh, I, just had to, I just had to share it, really. Dear Callum, on a site visit with a client, my MD decided to join. Upon checking in, the client had been upgraded to a suite, standard for any site visit, and the sign that the hotel had listened to the briefing. I was next to check in and was given a standard room. Next was the MD. They checked in and everything seemed to be going smoothly. But 10 minutes later, my phone rang and it was them. In tears, because they hadn't been upgraded. I mean, that in itself is pretty shocking. That's just horrendous. Just horrendous. You're on a site, you're on a site visit. Like, you should... 
No, I really don't agree with that. That poor person that had to deal with having a client with them and an MD reacting like that. It's ridiculous. It gets worse. Oh, gosh, okay. I was told to go to the front desk and sort it out. Cut a long story short, I didn't go to the front desk as I wouldn't embarrass myself by doing that. Instead, I asked our sales contact to meet me five minutes before we were due to meet um, and commence the site visit. There, I was ready to ask if there was anything that they could do when my MD appeared, ran up to them, hugged them and said how lovely their room was, whilst then rolling their eyes at me. Needless to say, the MD did everything they could to ensure that the client didn't book the hotel, all because they didn't get an upgrade. But the client loved it anyway and confirmed straight away. This is just... Do you think that being an MD has just sort of gone to their head? Like, that's... You don't... I, I'm pretty speechless. I can't believe that they went out of their way to kind of put the client off of choosing this hotel purely because they didn't get upgraded. That's just ridiculous. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Again... Oh, God, I just feel sorry if this person's had to work with someone like this. Your whole point of being there is the client's objective. It's a client... What What is the event objective? What's the client want to, you know, get out of it? That's why we are here as agencies. That's our value add, is to help them design their event objective. That should always be at the forefront, not of how you're, you know, even how you're... God, it's just crazy. I'm glad the client went with that hotel. So am I. So am I. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. But I, do you know what? I'll be honest. It's not the first time I've heard stories from people and they'll tell me stories about their, their bosses. And it, it just surprised me how many in this industry, how many, you know, top dogs in this industry can be so deaverish. And I mean, the other thing is there's one thing being like a little bit annoyed, uh, you know, but tears tears they just had a really bad day it, it 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 sounds like i feel like that potentially the md wasn't even maybe supposed to be on the site visit they've like leveraged their way in you know pulled rank and said oh i'm going to go on this too they're thinking they were going to get this luxurious stay in this you know this fancy hotel then got a standard room and got treated like a normal person and their head just exploded i can i can see that though i can see how some people, oh, I can understand because they worked hard, etc. But at the end of the day, you're there to provide a service to your client. Yeah, it's bad. But as you said, it's not surprising. Like, I think that there are those personalities out there. If you've heard this and thought, oh, actually, I have a very deaverish MD, um, please do get in touch. Send your anonymous confessions to cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. Or if you've got any other type of confession, it doesn't just have to be about crazy MDs. It can be about anything that you wouldn't want to share at a networking event. Something you would want to keep quiet, but is so juicy and such a good story that it needs to be told. That's it for this week's episode of RSVP and a big thank you to Nicola Root for being our guest. Don't go anywhere just yet though because it is time for the What Have We Learnt segment of the show where Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager of Song Division, wraps up everything from this episode in a very catchy jingle. 
In the meantime, please do not forget to rate and subscribe and leave a review. Of course, only if it's a positive one. I don't want any negative reviews on the podcast. But all feedback is welcome, so please do get in touch. And don't forget, we really want those confessions coming in. They're getting juicier and juicier every week, so please do get in touch. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But for now, until the next episode, play it, Sam. Okay, Callum, let's do this. Hosted by Beyonce and Callum, a global flash mob. It's the attitude of gratitude that we all crave. So please don't cry when you don't get that upgrade.